You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's the weekend where we launch our highly anticipated, humongous, cool Into Tomorrow hot summer giveaway. The weekend of Friday, June 4th, 2021. It's our 26th year on the air in almost as many years as we've been doing the summer giveaway. So we are launching it officially this weekend. And that means you need to call into the program. Uh, tips for any listeners, any digital dilemma you may have, any tech questions you may have, help for other listeners. Love those calls as well, but calls is the key. We need to hear you for you to qualify for all kind of goodies. And do stay tuned, because later this hour we're going to tell you, amongst other things, the items so far received in the studio. And we ask you to mention two or three of those items, and if we possibly can do it, we try to get at least one of those things to you. So we know it's something you will use and appreciate and anticipate, and that's how that goes. By the way, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And you were nodding approval about uh, the summer giveaway, yeah. and uh, that's kind of how it works. So just for grins, in the event, some new listeners that hadn't maybe made note yet of how they can participate. So many easy ways. Why don't you share with the folks, and they can make note, mental note or otherwise, and then participate and win some of these cool things. You could uh, the old-fashioned way is you can pick up a phone and call us. That still works, you know. It does work. We test that every week to make sure. Yeah, eight hundred eight nine nine into, which is eight hundred eight nine nine four six eight six. Or you can use the free Into Tomorrow app for iOS and Android devices. There's a message to studio button there where you can, you hold it down, you record your question, your comment, your tech rage, your help for another listener, whatever it is you want to tell us or ask us. And it'll email it to us. Yep. And, and you sound like you're right here in the yeah, studio. Very good quality. Another way to sound like you're right here in the studio. A very similar way is at intotomorrow.com on anything with a browser, your phone, your tablet, your computer, your laptop, your desktop. Those are all computers. <laughs> if it has a browser, you can go into tomorrow.com and you look for the Ask Dave button, the little microphone. Same thing. Hold that down to record and it'll send us a message. Do you have to hold it down or can you just tap it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I haven't uh, asked Dave in a while yeah. because I'm trying to rest my voice, which, by the way, if if you missed last hour, hopefully this is the last time you hear me like this, because two weeks from today, after vocal cord surgery, yeah, that's enough to make you go, yikes, as a talk show host, um, I hopefully, God willing, and the creek don't rise and all that, whatever, <laughs> I'll have my regular voice back. After four months of this post-COVID nonsense, they said that removing this polyp nodule thing and hopefully it's back if I stay quiet for eight days. Yeah, we'll see if that can actually happen. My primary doctor said, I'd have told you a month just to give your staff a break. Yeah. And I went, that's nice. <laughs> and then I showed him where one of my knuckles on one particular finger is, feels arthritic or something. I'm sure. I did. Yeah. 
But it's true also, and he just kind of was taken aback that I was flipping him off. I said, no, no, on this finger, see this knuckle? <laughs> and he was like, okay, he says, you know what, let's just get through your vocal cord surgery, and then we'll take an x-ray of the finger and see what we could do. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Is it a bad sign when your doctor says, well, let's just get through one problem first, and then we'll go to another one? <laughs> it did take me aback, actually. It was like, really? I mean, I have so many maladies, it seems, that let's take care of this problem first, and then we'll talk about another one yeah it's sad very sad anyway some tech news and commentary you gave the numbers and the ways for folks to participate and you can send email and we do read the occasional email but hearing you is what qualifies you for the summer giveaway so that's how that all works yeah Yes. And speaking of doctors, and I teased this last hour, uh, people with irregular heartbeats who use wearable devices like Apple Watches and Fitbits haven't been flooding doctors with worried calls about their hearts, according to a new study. But they are more likely to be treated with a heart procedure called ablation, which restores a normal heart rhythm. The small study is one of the first to show how people with existing heart problems use wearables. Devices like the Apple Watch have a heart monitoring feature that can alert users if they have an irregular pulse. Technically, those features on the Apple Watch are only authorized by the FDA for people who have underlying heart conditions. Uh, it may be that people with heart conditions who decide to buy an Apple Watch do it because they're feeling more symptoms and want to have a way to flag that to a doctor. I think it also gives them a little peace of mind yeah. because if the Apple Watch or the Fitbit or the Android Watch, remember it's not just Apple stuff, um, might let them know if there's something a little odd and they can bring that to their doctor's attention. But to your point earlier, a lot of the medical profession was afraid with these new wearables coming out that there would be so many people flooding doctor's offices and ERs with things that were not really a problem. And that has not happened. Right. It has allowed people to just kind of keep an eye and report something that might be askew. Yeah, well, and that's been, it's been very helpful with me with, with diabetes. I mean, you've had the, with your, your Dexcom system being able to keep track. You know, yeah. I use just a regular uh, finger prick blood monitor, but it has an app, so it syncs to that every day. And when I go to my doctor for my checkup every three or six months, I just bring up my app, and he's able to see my daily blood sugar levels and, and keep then, track. And, and then he scolds you at that point. Yeah, well, he says, well, I see you've been doing good for these three months. What happened there? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Lee in Tyler, Texas, listens on KTBB AM and FM, and we love you for it, calling in with the Ask Dave button on our site. I'm wanting to know what kind of a camera to use uh, outside that I can control from my iPhone that I can pan and tilt and zoom and uh, have audio also. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, Lee, the first thing we should mention is that if you want a PTZ camera, pan, tilt, zoom, uh, you'll need power, of course. You won't be able to just stick or drill a camera into the wall and power it with AA batteries like you can with some small cameras available in the market. Make sure you're willing to do some wiring before you buy a camera, because even if they are Wi-Fi enabled, you'll probably still need to wire power to them. You will find lots and lots of generic PTZ cameras online. There's nothing wrong with considering one of them. But if you do, make sure you read the reviews. They're not all equal. Yeah, if you do want to try some of the better known names, Foscom has several outdoor PTZ cameras that might work for you. Uh, You can look at real link cameras as well. They make plenty of PTZ cameras that would meet your needs. Now, a company called Jiditech, J-I-D-I-T-E-C-H. I'm not sure if that's really the way to pronounce it. Maybe it's... 
Jedi tech. Maybe. <laughs> They're a little less well-known, but it's still probably worth considering, too. They feature more than one camera with built-in two-way audio, which is less common in outdoor cameras. That alone might make them worth uh, adding to your list. Yeah, very true, because especially if you say, you know, get off my lawn, you, know, you can do that through the camera. Let us know what you end up using, Lee, because it'll help other listeners with your input, and we do appreciate that. All the way into tomorrow.com. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 1-800-539-9460. That's 1-800-539-9460. 1-800-539-9460. United we stand. 1-800-539-9460. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for joining us now in our 26th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. We want you to participate on the program, and you can do that anytime, 24-7, by joining us, of course, with our app is the easiest way, the audio option on the free Into Tomorrow app, or the old-fashioned way still works, too, 800 899 into 800-899-4686. Again, anytime at your convenience, 24-7. The 21st annual Accenture Technology Vision Report shows how reliance on technology has forever changed expectations and behaviors across every industry. Joining us to discuss closing the digital gap for 2021 and into tomorrow, if you will, is the Managing Director for Accenture Technology Vision, Michael Biltz. Michael, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing fine, thank you, and uh, uh, glad to have you with us. This is a fascinating report uh, where you really get into how every leader is a technology leader. But tell me a little bit about the report in general, since you've been doing it for 21 years. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, so the, the report is something we do each year. And what we've realized is that, you know, more and more, it's not just tech companies that have to understand what's changing in the marketplace and specifically what's changing with technology. I mean, really, it's everybody. Is that there, there isn't any difference nowadays between a strategy and technology strategy? You know, you look at the investment, you know, that GM announced they're doing like $27 billion, you know, into electric vehicles to change the whole fleet. You know, and you ask yourself that question that says, is that a technology strategy or is that that's their strategy? And the answer is nowadays, 
it's almost always the same thing. And so what we do from a report perspective is that we recognize that, well, if this is going to be fundamentally driving every business strategy, you know, that, that exists is that we need to keep a pulse and keep tabs on what's changing year over year to make sure that everybody's prepared for it. And so that's what we do. And Michael, interesting that you brought up that analogy because the first time I interviewed the former Ford uh, CEO, uh, I asked him on the air, I says, so at this point, because we're talking so much about tech, do you guys consider yourselves, you know, a car company that also does tech or are you a tech company that happens to make cars? And he actually paused for a minute and said, you know, that's a very good question. And I'd have to say now we're a technology company that makes cars, which I found fascinating. But I guess it goes to your point about how it does affect every single industry. No, I mean, it, it really does. And I think the the interesting part, though, about this year is that, you know, we're 20 years in on technology really outpacing businesses. And I think what's interesting about this year is, is that when we looked at what's really changing in the market is the, yeah, the tech has changed a little bit, but suddenly we're looking at COVID as changing and refacing the world almost in a fundamental way on, you know, what are our expectations? You know, what do we need? Where are we working? Do we have jobs? What's our economy look like? And so suddenly, I think the role of technology has really switched, is that it used to be the common trope to talk about technology as the disruptor in the marketplace. But now we're looking at technology less as that villain, and more as the hero that says, as the world is being forced to change relatively rapidly, you know, how do we use technology in order to keep ourselves afloat? Oh, I like that analogy, too. That makes perfect sense. And I know that the Tech Vision Report every year has identified, uh, I guess, kind of the top technology trends that businesses need to heed in order to thrive. So I'm wondering what some of the main insights from this latest report are. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we'll start with the, the overarching insight, which is this idea that says, you know, companies have to change their leadership. And I don't necessarily mean they need to change their people, but they have to change the way, you know, and how they prioritize what they're trying to do with their company. Is that most companies have built themselves to where they are by being a master of optimization and scale. Is that how do I optimize the process? How do I figure out what my consumers want and scale it to as many people as quickly as I can? And that works. I mean, it's created, you know, most of the, the world and most of the companies around there, you know, but we're in this weird period because of COVID right now that everything's changed. I mean, mm -hmm. in under a year, you know, we suddenly have what, like 225 million people globally who have lost their job and an economy that's got a big question mark sitting next to it. Yeah. You know, we're seeing individuals change that, you know, in the U.S., I saw a report that says that now the majority of young adults now live with their parents, which is the largest since the Great Depression. You know, things like public transit, nobody wants to ride because it makes them feel unsafe. You don't go to movies. It's that the amount of change like in fundamentally of how we live our lives and even how we work you know, is so much that the goal is no longer to try to perfect the business that you already have. Rather, it's how do I change my business as fast as I can in order to catch up with the rest of the world? And that's going to take a very different leadership style and a lot of different tools you know, than what most companies are used to today. 
it sounds like a, a, a mindset change has to take place is what you're describing. Yeah, I mean, it's a mindset to, to, to start with, you know, but it's also a priority. I mean, because think about it is the, the conversation that you were talking about, you know, having with, you know, somebody like Ford, it's a question that says, they knew it was going to change. Mm-hmm. And they had, and they've been investing for a long time in things like electric vehicle or hydrogen fuel cells and all of the stuff, you know, that we see and know where it's going. But the question has always been, how fast do I do it? And everybody's been prioritizing that says, all right, well, let's keep our current business, keep our current business. And then we're going to dabble and pilot and slowly on our own pace, move to these new changes. And I think what we've seen now is that the world's changed so much is the optimizing what you're doing today is not going to be do go well for your company because that's not where your customers are anymore. And so suddenly what we see is that instead of these next generation things being small, nice to have is that more and more companies are going, wow, my business as of today is going to rely on this. You know, and let me give you an example. If you take somebody like uh, Starbucks, is it, Starbucks, you know, like every place else is the, you know, when the pandemic really hit and when things closed is that most of their stores closed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unlike most other people, though, is that they were already pretty well on their digital journey and they were able to quickly move to a point where all of their products, so coffee, you know, snacks and everything else and all of their services basically moved into an online model and like think they're currently doing about 90 percent of all of their business through their mobile app and through their drive-through windows which is a vast different change you know than what they've been doing in the past you know but to get to that is that suddenly you have to rap- rapidly rapidly change the priorities of are the things that I'm doing that are innovative and new, are they small things or are they things that I'm trying to actually rapidly, you know, dole out, you know, very, very quickly. And is that my priority to do so? And I think for the first time, everybody's got a real fire under them that says, I got to change and I got to change quickly. And it's interesting, again, the uh, the vehicle manufacturing uh, industry has been so slow to change in general, but certainly with technology over the years, that that's a very good example of how they've got to just snap to it and they've got to implement things. Again, that mindset change for not only that industry, but so many larger industries seem to take forever to change anything. I guess the bureaucracy, you know, of their multi-levels of management and so forth, it doesn't happen overnight, like with a small business that says, okay, wait, I get it. We got to knock that wall down and put in a drive-through window, (laughs) that sort of thing. Yeah. No, it's exactly right. And I also think that most companies probably didn't realize that they could change this quickly, Mm. you know, because that's actually been one of the surprises is that, you know, you look at something like uh, England's National Healthcare Service is that in a matter of weeks, and I mean like weeks under under a month, they enabled 1.2 million employees to work remotely. And if you had asked them prior to that whether or not they could do that, they would have told you no. Yeah. But once it became something they didn't have an option to do, you know, they've, they surprised themselves. And I think, you know, when you combine that with the fact that I'm going to say everybody's more comfortable with change because they have to, 
because staying still is not necessarily your even near term, not going to necessarily be your most profitable, you know, uh, state of being. You know, the fact that you have people who, you know, like my parents, aren't really good with technology and don't particularly want to learn something new that are suddenly being forced to learn how to buy their groceries online and chat with people over zoom is that all of these things are really giving us, I think what I'm calling a, a free pass to innovate is that the barriers to being able to fundamentally do something new have never been lower than they are right now is government, the public is the, everybody's much more open to making big changes because we're not, not in a good place. And similarly, you know, all the bureaucracy in companies is that the people who are dragging their feet to say, ah, oh, I'm not sure we should do this or this is the right time is that suddenly it's like now is the right time to do so. You know, and I honestly think this is going to be an interesting opportunity, you know, for companies that we're not going to see anytime in the near future to make some of the big changes that they've been thinking about, you know, but do it with a lot less of the heartache, you know, roadblocks and backlash, you know, that they, you know, would normally have. We've got to pay a couple of bills real quick, so we're going to take a fast break and come right back and talk more with Michael Biltz, Managing Director of Accenture Technology Vision, as Into Tomorrow continues. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills just pour them in and hero does the rest so easy to use and saves me so much time i never miss a dose i'm never late for a dose anymore and that is so critical to me what I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Welcome back into tomorrow. As always, I thank you for tuning in. I'm Dave Graveline. We're talking with Managing Director of Accenture Technology Vision, Michael Biltz. The website for even more info, and we're going to continue our discussion, is Accenture.com slash techvision. And, of course, we'll get you there when you hit us up at intotomorrow.com. But, Michael, you talked a lot about uh, the pandemic and, and how COVID-19, not to mention, I guess, other global events, or not to forget them from the past yep. year, but how did they shape your findings in this 21st year of your annual report? I mean, I, I think they honestly defined our findings, mm-hmm. you know, because because here, here's the interesting thing that we had is that when we started this and, you know, we'll, we'll take, a, take ourselves to task for this, is that most years we come into the process of building a report like this thinking that we have a pretty good idea as to where things are going. And I think for the first time is the this year is that we started with a blank slate is that there's almost an amount of 
we don't even know what we don't know mm-hmm. is that there's so much, you know, that has changed is that we're asking basic questions, you know, that says, <clears throat> is there going to be a percentage of students that are never going to go back to in-person schools? And that's never something that we assumed was going to be, you know, a, a big trend. True. You know, what percentage of workers are never going to go, actually go back to the office? You know, there is a interesting, um, you know, trend that I'm seeing is the, um, I, the uh, Philippines and Manila is that they're actually paying people to leave the city. And so they're trying to start to reverse that migration pattern of people going from rural areas into the city. And we're starting to ask questions that says the, well, if we're talking about a pandemic, if we're talking about people being nervous in large gatherings, if we're talking about people being able to work remotely, the things that we've seen for so long that we feel like are driving, you know, our economy and the way people work and live is the, we're going to start to see some of those radically shift. And when those radically shift is the, we're going to see a lot of new and interesting things that I think are unexpected. And honestly, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, this is a global tragedy and nobody wants to discount the enormous, horrible loss of life and jobs, you know, that we're seeing, you know, but I really do think that this is going to spark a level of innovation that we haven't seen in 50 years. Another great point. I mean, look at the vaccines that have come up faster than anything in history. And and that kind of innovation makes perfect sense. And personally, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I spent a month in the hospital with the Rona. And, and the, the interesting thing is you, you have you make reference to uh, people not really knowing, not having answers. Boy, that was the case with all the doctors and medical professionals I was dealing with, they were throwing everything at me because they didn't really know what worked. And what if we try that? What if we do this? What if we stop that? And it was like, I felt truly like a guinea pig, but whatever they were doing ultimately, thank God, kept me off a ventilator and ultimately sent me home and still suffering some symptoms five months later, believe it or not. But that whole concept of we don't know what we don't know, as you said earlier, yeah. is is a, a perfect example in the medical field too with what's happened this past year. No, I, that, that's exactly right, and and we're going to see this play out in, in so many scenarios because I think that we're so used to, um, I'm going to say, a mindset that says, "Oh, well, now that I can actually connect to my consumers out there, is that I just have to ask them what they want, and then we'll be able to go from there, and I can give it to them," mm. and. I don't think they know what they want anymore. I mean, you know, I mean, think about it is they take something ridiculously simple, you know, that we have that says, I miss going to the movies. But if you're going to ask me when things open back up, whether I'm comfortable going into a movie theater that has a 500 other people, you know, sitting close to me, I'm not sure that that's okay anymore. Yeah, and you like, you want to che- change it? You want to check know. all of their vaccination cards or something personally? Like, we might. <laughs> I, know. I don't know. Do I do I need plexiglass between the seats? <laughs> oh, do I geez. need my own little small room? You know, do I just suddenly need them to rent out the movies to me for a private party? Do I need mm. to do it? You know, with you know my kids at school? Is like, I don't know what the answer is, and that's a strange place to be because what we're going to see start to happen is that companies are going to. Re- realize that we can define big problems and new problems, you know, in a way that I think you know, has 
it's been really a challenge before because you know we're actually really looking and enough's changed that it's going to be different than what we thought it was going to be you know but companies are going to get an opportunity to rewrite the you know, in this case, what the cinema experience is, you know, the another one that I've been thinking about, you know, back to the the car analogy is the, I don't think people are going to trust public transit. I mean, public transit right now, ridership in the US is down something like 65%. You know, the faith in the ability, you know, for people to stay safe, you know, and healthy in large crowded areas like a train or a bus, I think is, you know, very, very questionable, you know, and the question mark that says, well, what does that mean for the future of public transit? You know, and, you know, what does that mean for how cities manage the flow of people in and out? I don't think that there's an answer for that. You know, and I also don't think it's one that you just have to ask people what they want. I think rather it's going to turn into, you know, people are going to create entirely new paradigms, you know, and then we'll see, you know, which vision of the future is the one that's going to stick. Michael, would you consider those kinds of things surprises from your tech vision report? And were there others as well? I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there are surprises that they, they are surprises. And I mean, honestly, there's, there's so many things, you know, about, you know, about this that, that are new, but I think one of the basic surprises that I'll throw out there, you know, and, you know, maybe this is just me as I'm, I'm a little bit of a tech nerd is the, I think most people are going to be surprised that the data and analytics that they're already doing is probably not good anymore. Mm. And what I mean by that is the, you know, people have been basing the decision off of what you're going to buy and where you want to travel to and stuff is that these are all based off of long-term trends and real deep insights into your consumers over the last, you know, 10 plus years. And companies have spent enormous amounts trying to mock you know, how people react to different things for it. You know, but the reality is, is that I believe that there is enough of a difference in both in terms of people's preferences, you know, how nervous they are going to be, you know, what their lives are, what their priorities are, and all of those unknown questions, you know, that I almost think that says that even though we're in a digital age where we're using technology and data to drive everything is that there's a certain amount of the we're going to have to do a reboot to basically flush all the data that we have out and then recollect it to figure out who this new population is because i don't think that they're the same as the one that was there a year ago interesting and of course a discussion that we've had for many years on our show is security and cybersecurity and just overall concerns whether it be personal or business or otherwise but security in general did that surface and and become a major issue in your report as well it didn't and and i think this is the the weirdness is of it is the everybody's getting a free pass I mean, they, they, they really are, is that there's a certain amount of the, when the priorities came down to it, that says, you know, do I implement, you know, uh, remote work, for example, rapidly and quickly, or do I make sure that it's entirely secure? And for the moment, you know, it was a, let's get it out there and let's get it out there fast because we need to keep people in their jobs we need to keep people productive and we need to keep the company and frankly even the economy going Mm. and so there's an amount of we're we're seeing things like security take a little bit of a back seat just because of how fast that we're moving 
You know, now that being said, is the there is a, a a day of reckoning coming, and I think we're just starting to see that now as we're seeing, you know, more security breaches, you know, pop up. You know, we're seeing you know more things around, you know, fraud with things like. Um, you know, the, you know, payments from the, the governments around the COVID reliefs is that, you know, all of these things, you know, are going to be there, you know, and I think that, yes, we have a little bit more leeway at the moment, you know, but we have to recognize that security to start with, and then I think, you know, responsibility and trust, you know, are going to be a, a closely followed thing here that says, yes, we got to get through it, you know, but the scrutiny, because all of it's digital, so it's all being recorded, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to happen after this as to, you know, what companies did it right and what companies were acted in the best interest of their worker, their people and society, you know, is going to become very, very apparent. And as we begin to wrap up uh, to that point, I want to know what trends do you view as perhaps most critical to focus on, especially for companies? I mean, honestly, the 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 most the one that I'll throw out here that I think is the most important, you know, maybe a little bit of the the most boring, but I think it's the our stack stack strategically trend. And this is really the idea that says the if you can't separate your technology strategy from your business strategy, you have to recognize that the choices that you make today and what you're investing in, how you're building your systems, they're either going to be accelerating or you're going to be fighting against those choices for your strategy for the future. And so, you know, doing thing, you know, um, I'm going to say, you know, with just an eye to the short term, you know, has a potential to cripple your company going forward, you know, in a day where, you know, technology is really going to mean, you know, the difference between leading your industry, you know, and falling far behind. Closing the digital gap for 2021 and beyond, you've got to check out the 21st annual Accenture Technology Vision Report, and you can do that by visiting Accenture.com slash techvision. Again, we'll get you there, too, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. Managing Director for Accenture Technology Vision, Michael Biltz, thank you for spending uh, these minutes with us. Fascinating insight, and we look forward now to the 22nd report. Maybe some good changes have occurred when we can chat with you again next time. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Again, Michael Biltz, Managing Director of Accenture Technology Vision. And that's where you want to go, Accenture.com slash techvision to check out this report. Masters of change at a moment of truth because leaders are wanted. I'm Dave Graveline bringing you further into tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. Into Tomorrow continues in our 26th year, and stay tuned because we're about to tell you some of the great goodies we've already received. We don't mention items until they're in studio, so we actually have them to give you. But the cool Into Tomorrow hot summer giveaway, I'll be more expressive after the surgery and hopefully can 
have it back with my voice. But we've got a bunch of goodies. We're going to share them with you again in a couple of minutes. But in the meantime, an Into Tomorrow tech tidbit for you. About 28% of IT professionals, meaning information technology, right, hide their career from friends and family to get out of giving them free tech support. Guilty. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Because once they know you're into computers and that sort of stuff, it's like, oh, wait, have you got a second? I have this problem. Most people hide it. I've had a a friend that said he told his family and friends that he works for the CIA and he can't talk about what he does. Which I think is very effective because then they don't bother. Oh, wow, cool, but I can't ask. Well, my last trip to the dentist, the dental assistant said, you work in broadcasting, right? Yes. Well, my daughter wants to get into Victoria's Secret, like the fashion show. How does she? I was like, that's not the kind of broadcasting I work in. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, could, yeah. I could see the connection, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. The future of diabetes management is here. Visit DEX. C-O-M.com. And what did I tell you moments ago? Here it is. The cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway. Man, have we got some goodies that you want. And how do you get them? You simply call in in a number of ways, Chris will remind you. And that's it. Participate on the show. Let us hear you. And you could win things like... From Razer, Black Widow Lite Silent Mechanical Keyboard to up your productivity. And a Kayo Webcam, perfect work-from-home webcam with a built-in adjustable ring light. Oh, very cool. How about from Yamaha, their SHS500 Sonogenic Keytar. That's worth 500 bucks. Or their EAD10 Drum Module worth $629, transforming acoustic drum sounds with studio quality digital effects. Got a kid? Know, know somebody who has a kid? You could use an LFO Eclip baby car seat alarm, giving peace of mind to busy parents. Yes, this is a major safety item, and they sent us a bunch of them to share with you. From Viper, we've got a color OLED two-way security and remote start system valued at 600 bucks. From Vox Electronics, a 10.1 high-res in-vehicle digital smart TV overhead monitor system worth $700. And from Vox Power Systems, their emergency installed battery backup system for your vehicle, the power you need when you need it most, and that's worth 250 bucks. If you've got an Android phone or tablet, you could use uh, from TypeWise promo codes for a lifetime subscription to their TypeWise custom key keyboard for Android devices. And trust me, if you've got an Android device, you want a TypeWise custom keyboard, we'll get you one. And how about from Catalyst, a whole bunch of their goodies. They always send us a box full of things like impact protection, Apple watch cases. We've got Vibe Series rugged cases for various iPhone 12 models and lots more. Civic Health sent us a box of their clear-up microcurrent devices that relieve congestion from colds, flu, and allergies with carrying cases. How would you like a robotic vacuum cleaner? Uh, we've got it for you from Roborock, the S6 Max V robotic vacuum, True Vision Smarter Action, and that's worth $700. You get the idea? So many cool things and more to come as we take delivery on more items during this year's Cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway. And how does one participate? Easily. You can call the 800 number at 800-899-4686. It's 800-899-INTO. 24-7, by the way. Yeah. It's 365. Yes. 
<laughs> you can use the Into Tomorrow app, which is free for iOS and Android devices. There's a message to studio button. You can push it and send us an audio question or comment that way. There's also no charge. Also, it doesn't cost you a thing. And also free is on our site at intotomorrow.com. There's a little Ask Dave button. And you can also record and send us a question that way. A little red button with a microphone. Can't miss it. Yeah. Again, you can do that on any device with a browser at intotomorrow.com. Are you drowning in debt? Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average, a household with at least one credit card struggles with over $15,000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over $10,000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800 21 There are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. Call 800-213-5082. That's Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. It's not expensive to have your own podcast. Go to blubrry dot com and find out how affordable starting your own podcast can be. Oh, very cool, Andrea in Windsor, Ontario. We love you for it. Calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. I like to know why is my iPhone six S shutting down all the time this is just recent Hmm. and all the uploads are on i mean you know how you have to download something all that is on it just keeps shutting off periodically and i looked also the battery is good so it's driving me crazy thank you i can understand that uh and yeah it would drive me crazy too That's why I don't use iPhones. Uh, But there are a couple of things that you can look at that can cause a phone to shut down seemingly at random. It'd be hard for the operating system itself to be causing it, but you can try resetting the phone to factory settings if you're desperate enough to put up with setting it up from scratch again. But that typically will clean up a lot of issues. The most likely causes are hardware faults. The battery is, of course, the most obvious one with an older phone like the iPhone 6S, but you say that you've ruled that out. Any crack in the board can also cause random shutdowns. If that's the cause, there's really not much you can do about it. You won't be able to replace the main internal components of your phone for a price that makes more sense than replacing the phone itself. Mm. Given that it's an iPhone, taking it into an Apple store for diagnosis would probably be smart, even if you don't want to spend the money to fix it there. They probably will be able to tell you what the source of the problem is, and then you can make your own decision based on that. Oh, now, so in other words, you're suggesting go to the air quotes genius bar, and they don't charge you to give you an estimate, right? 
Right. They'll tell you what's wrong with it, and here's how much it'll be to fix. Yeah. So you'll know, and then you can take it somewhere else that's going to be a whole lot less expensive. Right. I like that. So now, now if a reset to factory settings doesn't work, and it's a hardware problem, keep in mind that it might not be worth fixing. Yeah. Especially being an older phone, because what are you up to 12 now? Yeah. And this is a six. So chances are, if you go to just about any carrier, you can get a, a newer phone on an installment plan, pay for it over time, and get a very affordable phone that way. Good point. So let us know what you end up doing, and stay tuned. We'll meet at intotomorrow.com.